Lightworkers Unite is a podcast and social show hosted by intuitive women, lightworkers, and most importantly, friends, Mayuman Manjeet. Welcome to our podcast, where we believe there is a lightworker within all of us. Whether you are a medium, an educator, or a nuclear technologist, there's a lightworker within you, and we have work to do. This is a call to action. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I can't believe all this crazy stuff that's been going on at the Capitol. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like it needs to be acknowledged. Um, I, I almost feel like there's no other way to start a show without absolutely acknowledging what happened in our country. Yeah. It's mind boggling to me that that was even allowed or that was even, I shouldn't say allowed, that there was no, that's the word I'm looking for, they knew it was going to happen. They knew this was going to happen. The protests, they they were aware of it, but nobody planned on having any type of police or security or National Guard when they did for Black Lives Matter and that whole thing. I mean, and I know everyone on social media is talking about it, but I have a real hard time with that. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. I mean, and I, I know not to get political, but you know, I'm, I'm a very liberal person in general. So, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very, um, you know, inclusive, you know, human rights, I'm a women's, I'm an activist, you know, I, so I'm, I'm obviously, you know, I have two daughters, so I want their life to be um, more free than even mine, you know? So yeah, I think um, it's it it kind of feels like I know for me four years of, you know, people saying, "Manji, you're overreacting. You're overreacting with how you're feeling about the racism that is brewing in our country." And um, I I just felt like I, I don't. It's not like I wanted to be right because nobody wants to be right about the level of racism in this country, but it did feel like. Um, this is exactly what people of color have been freaking out about. And, you know, and a lot of really good white people too, that don't mm-hmm. agree with the bigotry and the hatred and the racism, because that was a whole lot of racism happening. Oh my gosh. So much. It, it's mind boggling that this was allowed. It's yeah. mind boggling that, that people, and I'm going to say this too, that, I mean, obviously the ones that were on camera a lot and that were, Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely forcefully getting into the Capitol. I'm not really speaking to them, the ones that were all dressed up with horns. I'm speaking to the group that was outside mm-hmm. yelling, holding signs that traveled, that got on an airplane yeah. to come and do this in hopes to change something that is based upon our constitution and the way that we do things and the way that we do have a transfer of power. And that was something we're very proud of. Uh, and I know that I am. And whether or not you like the president currently or dislike the president currently, or whether you are um, excited about the change, uh, the transfer or not, it doesn't matter the way our capital was attacked and the way that our leaders allowed it to happen bothers me. Well, yeah. How do we feel safe then? Right? Like I think as a, as a country, you know, the, the, the democratic process is very, very 
it's very clear, like there's the way they count the ballots and the, you know, it's those, those people that fed the fire, you know, to me, like you were saying earlier, the people that came and, you know, on the planes and they were the, in the background, but, but they weren't, they were the ones with the, you know, 6 million was not enough, you know, Nazi fucking disgusting rhetoric, you know, they were the ones wearing camp Auschwitz, you know, like what the fuck? I mean, how is that not terrifying? You know, I just, it's so sad and disgusting. And I'm just really happy that um, people are starting to maybe come to their senses and, um, you know, really kind of see things more in a 2020 vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of what, what, you know, these words have really serious ramifications, you know, like it's like the four agreements, be impeccable with your word, mm-hmm. right? Because your words matter. They really have a lot of power. And sometimes it's, you know, it's very, very dangerous, this game that, that, that's been played. So yeah, I, I'm, and, you know, there's a lot of folks that, you know, are really surprised. They're like, oh, I never saw this coming. And, you know, there's people like us that are like, um, we're, we're talk about premonition that I, I was hoping it wouldn't be this bad, but the, the surge of racism has been very, very, very powerful over the last four years. It's palpable for, for people of color. And so um, I know our talk today is about being psychic. And so it makes me, you know, feel like, wow, um, maybe you didn't need to be a psychic to to have this kind of premonition that bad shit was going down and we just didn't know how it was going to manifest. Right. It's crazy and it's upsetting and I'm appalled and ashamed and all these, those emotions and staring at the television and asking like, why, what, what is happening? And, uh, and I, I was listening to far too much news that day, but I was really in it because I wanted to, I wanted information and I hearing, and I, I'm not going to say who or what, but hearing people talk about the terrorism mm-hmm. and how are we, when I travel, uh, taking my shoes off, emptying my shampoo, whatever that, because I brought the wrong bottle oh, because yes. of terrorism. And yet these people were not stopped this wasn't thought about ahead of time. It's unbelievable. And so, oh, I, I mean, I'm angered by the whole thing that I can't even find words, but I know well, to start I, our podcast off <laughs> in that light, but yeah, no, but I think, I think that, you know, socially we've been pretty, um, honest with everybody about what we're dealing with, uh, with the current climate, with COVID and shutdowns and lockdowns and all that stuff. It, it, it just seemed disingenuous to start without acknowledging the absolute complete clusterfuck that happened in our country. <laughs> so um, with that, I would like to say um, my heart goes to all of the people that, you know, were injured and, um, And I feel with, you know, the new shifting in some of our legislation, perhaps, um, and we have this new heightened awareness around uh, a peaceful transition of power in our democracy, I'm feeling more hopeful today. And I just want to hold that space um, with you for our country. Yeah before we start the podcast. Absolutely. And to acknowledge, <laughs> like you said, all those that were injured and all those that have died. 
Yeah. We, I mean, there were deaths that happened because of this unnecessary deaths. So yes, we're going to hold them in our heart and our soul and lift them up. And, and here is to setting an intention for a, a new beginning, a new start. Amen. Yes. Amen. So how are you? My I thought I got to see you in person. Yeah. And one of the guys who was really cool, by the way, in my reading, um, he immediately, because I wore this today, my beautiful, and uh, and I even said when I was putting it on, I'm like, okay, what's it called again? I got to remember what it's called because someone might ask me. As soon as we got on, first thing out of this guy's mouth, he goes, is that the heart of Metatron? Wait, is it heart? No. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I knew yeah. Metatron, but he said, I couldn't remember what he said before. And I was like, yes, how did you know? And he goes, because I have a tattoo of that on my back. Oh, girl, we need I to know. get that. I want a tattoo of that. I, I think it's beautiful. Right. And then he and then the other ladies were like, well, who's Metatron? And someone says, isn't he an archangel? And and we kind of and I was about to say and and then he said, well, and he just did this most beautiful of who he was. I was like, well, it's much more fitting that you speak to him because he's tattooed on your back. So, yeah, that's that's, that's commitment. I like this was like, how cool already a connection. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that so much. And yeah, Merry Christmas, my sister. So what we're talking about right now, in case uh, folks are wondering if this even is part of the show. Um, I bought Mayuma um, Heart of Metatron necklace. So she's wearing it. Beautiful. It's, I have one too. So now we're real soul sisters. Yeah, we're we got four. We do twin a lot. So <laughs> maybe we should do it on purpose and see what happens. No. Well, and I've been wearing your, um, so we oh, finally yeah. did our little gift exchange for, for Christmas. <laughs> it's been, it's already like middle of January. Oh, good Lord. But um, yes. And I've had like so many people ask me about it because it's, I can finally see it now in the color because we were uh, kind of in the, the your outdoor patio space. It was very uh, open with lots of air. Uh, but now I could actually see them and feel all the little stones. It's this beautiful, what was it called? Christachella? Chrysocala? Chrysocala, yeah. So if there's any gemologists or stonologists, is that a thing? <laughs> I'm like, wait, is that a name? I like that. I don't know. You know, I like to make words up. Yeah, I mean, I had to look it up. I just, I was really going for green, you know, heart center and something that was strong. And I really loved the elements that was brought up about them. So I, I oh, think the, so beautiful. Yeah, so yes. Up. And I love that we both, whenever we buy something for um, <laughs> each other, we buy one for ourselves. <laughs> okay. Well, I have to say in the store, I wish there was another selenite sphere because I got you that beautiful little crystal ball oh. and I, and there wasn't one for me. Dang it. And, oh. and I will say, man, like the intention was like, oh, she'll love this. And as I brought it home and looked at it on its little pillow, there was, I'm going to be honest, there was a little part of me going, well, shit, do I want to keep this? <laughs> This is what happens when you're a really good gift giver. <laughs> you keep saying that. I think it's just for you. I don't know that I. Oh. I really gravitated towards that, but I, I. But my intention was, what would Manji like? So that's why it's yours. Oh, and you know what? I love it. Like I love it. I brought it home, and I was like immediately. It's like in my shrine. It's 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 on this little black pillow, and it looks like a crystal 
orb, like, like yeah. to see the future, which is so telling with what our theme is today. It feels like a psychic ball. <laughs> I was you like, amazing. It was so perfect. I'm like, you're like, let me look into my crystal ball. I know, I've always kind of wanted to do that to see what images come through. Yeah. 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 I'm oh, really that- curious about that. Like maybe, um, playing around with that to see if there is some kind of vision energy that, that comes wants through to come through yeah with it's it does look like a like a old school like from the 80s crystal ball it does it's I beautiful love it and it's so <laughs> fitting for today's today's talk it is um so yeah let's let's get into it let's go <laughs> Let's go, girl. What we're talking today about what what is it to be psychic, right? Are you psychic? And um, why are we talking about this? <laughs> okay, you got me. We're talking about this because I have woohoo, I have my upcoming monthly sacred circle that is coming up this Wednesday. Uh, it's at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And this is a sacred circle for women to gather, to come together, and we talk about everything spirituality. And you do not have to be an intuitive, a psychic, a medium, and all this stuff. You just have to have an interest of learning and wanting to learn more and connect with other like-minded women. And of course, connect with me. So they're super fun. It's super easy. It's uh, it really, it's so casual. Bring your wine if you want to. Yes, it's over Zoom right now. They used to be in person, but with COVID and the weather, uh, we might might stick with zoom and one in person we might split it up for all those local ladies that want to gather but i would love it we have spots available come join me and we're going to play some psychic games i kind of want to do one with you right now just to oh, play Mandy. i love that idea do you I like that, that idea because um, i am yes yeah <laughs> um yes yes Yes. Okay. I was going to ask you maybe some questions about it since, you know, it's kind of your thing. And then I, I did a little bit of research the last couple of days on psychic stuff that I was just <laughs> fascinated with. Yeah. Well, let's start with the definition. Do you, do you want me to tell you what, what the definition is? Um, yes, I've got a Webster dictionary of psychic. And so this is going to kind of open up, you know, we, you know, us, we like to start from like the very beginning and then we just go into aliens and all kinds of other crazy shit. I'm sure aliens will come up. (laughs) I know we start with a definition and we end up in like another galaxy. So it's, so really the uh, Wikipedia dictionary um, definition was essentially um, talking about the definition being extra sensory perception. So ESP right? And it's really identifying information hidden from the normal senses. Mm. So the Webster dictionary is very similar. It's a sensitive to non-physical or supernatural forces and influences marked by extraordinary or mysterious sensitive perception or understanding. Does that, that. yeah. Does that sound right to you? Yes. And I think I would agree that that's exactly what it is. And I would agree that that they made it sound really sexy and beautiful Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I don't know about you. I have a hard time 
resonating or wanting to actually call myself a psychic, mm -hmm. even though that is a lot of what I am doing when I'm connecting, um, you know, a psychic medium, it's, I use a little bit of both, but sometimes the word psychic is a turnoff to other people. Yeah. It's very woo woo, or I don't know about you, but back in the eighties when it was 1-800-PSYCHIC yes. and all the, the things that were brought up and, you know, all the frauds that are out there, all the fakies that kind of drag that word through the mud. So yeah. I think in saying an intuitive was a little softer, uh, um, a little more acceptable. But I think the word psychic might be coming back, at least in certain groups and fields. And I, I still think there's a way to bring it back and really make it powerful and empower those that are psychic, that do have those abilities and how yeah. they can use it. Yeah, I think you're totally right in that. I think the word psychic has gotten like a bad rap you know, yeah. from the eighties, like I was, <laughs> I was like Miss Cleo and yes. like, <laughs> yes. like the psychic network friends and yes, all the psychic network. Yes. Yeah. And I think that, I think you're right because that was such, it was really started connecting fraud and like, there was this really negative connotation to the word. And, and I don't know any, I mean, I never called any of these places. I mean, I, we were teenagers like right. during that time, but I did kind of land, didn't it? It, it stuck in our brains as mm -hmm. that word, you know, claiming yourself as a psychic kind of felt almost like fake or fraud or, right. you know, so. Right. A woo-woo gypsy woman with her crystal ball right. <laughs> in the back room, like Whoopi Goldberg and ghost, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. And so I think that's what I'm really excited about with this podcast and, and with your circle is to really talk about what it really means and kind of reinvent the word a little bit. Because for me, based on that definition that, and, and everything that I've been reading, um, I'm just going to multiple websites and, and just trying to kind of getting my mind around what does it mean? What does psychic actually mean? And what I kind of came up with, and tell me if you agree with this, it's psychic abilities. It feels like an umbrella. And then yeah. all the other things like are underneath it, like channeling, you know, mediumship, intuitive coaching. I was looking at this really cool list and it was, it was fascinating to see all of the different things that people can uh, quantitate as psychic. Do you want to hear some of them? I do. Yes, please. Well, like dowsing. Oh, tell ability, me more about that. Yeah, it was really cool. Like the ability to locate water, sometimes using that dowsing rod. You, have you heard of the, you've seen that before? I Yes, but not in a hundred years. Like, it's interesting that I know that. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I haven't talked about it at, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, let's so that, like, there's so many different things and like astral projection, right? That is a, for, a, a list of a, of a psychic ability mm -hmm. and like, you know, like Carrie, um, pyrokinetics, right? Like the, where she could start fires and shit. I mean, that's some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. When you said Carrie, I, the first thing that entered my mind was Carrie. And I was like, what did she just mean? Yeah. Carrie? <laughs> like the scary shit, Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, of course, telepathy, you yes. know, like the ability to transmit or receive information, like, you know, I guess supernaturally, right. There's no really other way to, that we haven't been able to really define, I think properly. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do. Absolutely. Yeah. There's all kinds of like cool <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how about let's bring in forensic. 
yes. uh, stuff. Okay. And I, that, I've really gravitated towards that a little bit of that, like with Lisa Williams um, in my classes. And she's, she's done that as a professional in her psychic mediumship work. So it kind of is under that umbrella and she actually has classes. And I thought it was really interesting to be able to tap into that information of like, okay, show me a, a landmark, right? If you're trying to find something or someone. So when you talked about the Tao scene in the water, I just think it's really fascinating and that we all can actually do it if we take the time to quiet our minds, get into a frequency, get into a space, and then allow those nudges to come through, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're referring to is, I think they call it like remote viewing. Yes. Right. Where they can that, tap in uh-huh. to right, like um, a remote sense. So the ability to like see a distant uh, target or, you know, is that right? Is that what you're referring to? And then they can put themselves actually in like the victim's frame right. of mind they're in their psyche almost, and yeah. then be able to like extract data and information for investigators Right. How badass would that be? It's but crazy. Also terrifying. Like terrifying. It, it just, Which is why I'm. It's intriguing to me. But I. I don't know. Especially after having my father taken the way he was. I. Yeah. I. I'm not interested in surrounding myself with that kind of thing or life. I. It. It just feels like it would hurt me. <laughs> I think yeah. I would just be really battling with how how the pain and the suffering but as a psychic slash medium that would come into play they would need someone uh like us that would be able to say okay can you connect with the spirit can the spirit tell us where they are um, or what happened and then then yes the remote viewing which is exactly like lifting yourself up from an aerial point of view expanding and separating so that you can see it's all just really fascinating. So. Oh, it's so cool. And like to just be able to like connect with that lost soul. Do, do you think, I mean, I, cause I'm just going by like, you know, shows and shit that we, we've watched about stuff like this. Do you think that they're, I know one of the ways that they they do that remote viewing is they take an object of that person mm-hmm. to that, like basically their energy is like imprinted in on these objects. And if they're lucky, they can get an object that was as close to that person who's, you know, missing or lost or has passed or whatever. Why do you think that they do that? Like how, why do you think they need that? Well, energy is energy. And so, and these items hold energy. So if really truly being a psychic Uh, or even a medium. Sometimes it helps if I am holding the object of the deceased. Uh, It really is about connecting to that energy. What is that energy saying to me or showing me? I would say to get a good idea about energy, if we want to go there. I mean, that might be a whole other podcast speaking about energy, but we're all energy. And I always have people, maybe we've done this before, rub their hands together Mm -hmm. really fast, right? And you get that warmth, right? You can probably hear this, right? Rub, rub, rub. Mm -hmm. And you Feel the heat and the friction. And now very slowly after you've done that, separate your hands by like an inch. And just, and then can you feel that electricity that we just created in the hands there? And then expand a little bit and then bring it back in. And and it's almost like taffy in between your hands when you go back and forth. Do you feel that? Mm -hmm. Like expanding the rubber band. And as you separate and then when you bring it in, you can feel the shield of that energy before you touch your hand. 
So I, it, that's, we just kind of created some energy there. Yeah. And these items hold energy. So it's, it's kind of then a great way to mesh energies, mesh your mind and then listen to your intuitive gifts. You know, am I being shown something? Do I feel something in my body? Do I hear anything? Do I smell anything, taste anything? All those wonderful clairs. But I just think it's a good idea to, uh, start with energy and see where it came from. I mean, and even just guessing, I'd say that that's part of the games we're going to play is mm -hmm. trying to tap into someone's energy by even a photo. Let's talk about that. Oh, I love that. Have you ever done that? Have you ever um, looked at a photo and could pick up um, information about that person. Well, yes. And we've done that before, right? <laughs> well, it, you know, that's, and that's also part of the psychic abilities. It's like psychometry, they call it, I guess, where they, you can obtain information by touching an object or even that person. So it, it's kind of interesting. There's there, there, we were talking about these things, but these are like known phenomenons that people have been experimenting and experiencing and living um, for you know, decades, for decades. Yeah. But I do, I, I definitely have some very vivid memories of like looking at images and going yikes or hmm, mm -hmm. something's off, you know, for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I know we have recently had some incidences where we're kind of joining our forces and kind of looking at different situations where you'll send me an image and I'll try and figure out or, or give you my input. And what's really cool is we're in sync. So like I might say something like, hmm, this area does not feel safe. Right. And, and I'll be like, I know I feel it too. <laughs> But it's nice to get that affirmation, right? It's nice to get that uh, that second perspective. Like, is it just me feeling that, or is it, you know, is it is it real? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, let's talk about, if you don't mind, um, just the energy of, let's say, a haunted house, right? Whether it be for Halloween, <laughs> or whether it be um, a home that we, you know, that has tours because there's they've noticed that a spirit hasn't left that energy we can feel it as we enter and and it's usually a case where everyone is picking up and feeling that energy mm -hmm. so you don't always have to be psychic you just have to be mindful and aware that oh gosh i'm picking up on this and this feels kind of icky and weird or yeah. i'm picking up and i really like the energy of this house or i really love the energy of this bedroom you know maybe it's the mm -hmm. colors so feeling the vibe the vibration Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, that really does kind of lend to like that feeling of like premonition or like, you know, you're, you're like kind of almost, I know when I go into like old, not premonition, but retrocognition, I guess it would be like when, when you're kind of looking back at, at, at a history, mm -hmm. has that ever happened to you? Uh, maybe, I don't know. You That's happened to me in a space. Right I love it. That's like the, Wait. like when I've gone to like a haunted place, then it's yes. like, oh my gosh, I feel like I can see the history of a situation that has happened. You know, Whoa. like I went to, um, do you want to hear a story? I have I a story, do. just a little Let's one. Let's hear it. Um, I wish I had coffee for this right now. Oh, <laughs> I know I have like I'm cold out, tea. I'm empty. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry, my dear. Yes, tell me. I remember, do you remember the Winchester House? It's a really old classic. Uh, it's in California. It was uh, the Winchester Gun. Yes. Uh, the, the, the developer, the creator of the Winchester Gun uh-huh. um, you know, had this huge mansion. And he ended up dying and his wife, I think, the, I'm not quite sure about the whole story, but I, I think the wife went mad. She went crazy and um, ended up building this mansion with staircases that went nowhere, like doorways that would open to like a, a you know, a, a brick wall, like, like crazy shit. And what she was trying to do was, oh, that's what it was. She thought that every person that was shot by the Winchester gun would haunt her. So she was afraid of these ghosts that were, uh, you know, that these people that had died at the hands of this gun, I, I believe. Wow, that's the story. I've I don't think I've ever heard that. Or maybe if I did, it was a long time ago. Oh, I'm not right. sure. Right then. So you're saying that she built this house? Yes. With the empty stairways and all that, um, thinking that what that the spirits might get stuck. Or yeah, she would trick them. Trick them. Yeah, like they won't get her, you know, because they're gonna just go into the stairwell and they'll just end up like you know in a brick wall and put away. It, it's like a, the creepiest house ever. Oh. We gotta go there. Maybe do like a, a podcast from there. That'd be Ooh. so awesome to do more remote podcasts. Yeah. Right. Location at. (laughs) So I remember being a little girl uh, and we're doing this tour of this bloody Winchester house. And it's like this abyss. It's really creepy. They've done a really good job of like keeping it, um, you know, as preserved as possible. And there are places like rooms where there's like hammers just sitting there. Like like somebody had just like got up and left kind of deal. And it was all just left just like that. And I remember... I was, uh, I was probably about 12 when I went. So I was pretty young, which is also, I think our psychic abilities are really heightened when we're younger, don't you think? And we're walking through this house and I remember we're in a tour group. I remember this woman in old garb and everyone's kind of dressed in like period time. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, there's all these like people that are mimicking that time period and they're wearing like all the, that kind of clothing But I saw this woman walk by. So like the tour group is going one way and I look to the right and I saw through a hallway, this woman walking down the hallway, open a door and then disappear like right in front of me. Wild. And I I remember thinking that was weird because like, where did she go? Where like, it looked like she just faded to nothing to, you know. And And let me ask you, did uh she look... Solid, like she was the person next to you, like that solid, that real. No, she or looked very or? vivid. It's hard to describe, but it was a very. She looked vivid, like I could see the color of her dress. I could uh-huh. see the lace, you know, on her apron, but she wasn't really walking. It felt like she was gliding, and that's what made me go, "Oh, that looks really weird." Like she doesn't. That doesn't look right. But then I spent the whole rest of the bloody tour trying to find her. No, you didn't. I did. Cause I was like, where is that lady? Oh my God. <laughs> and it felt like she was like doing something. She was like, it was her routine. She was walking through the routine and it kind of like, so like it's the, um, mm-hmm. like the remnant of her behavior, which is like that, you know, that retro cognition, right. That like pattern of something that they've done a million times yeah. that, you know, I just happened to like, see, see. 
So I think scary places maybe do that. That I think so too. And again, another whole other podcast. What about situations like that where are these spirits these souls or the remnants of their energy that is playing this movie out of them going uh, in their routine are they present is it is that soul really still within them that's what i'm wondering are we seeing remnants of energy play out um, over and over because of an intention that was set okay we need to do this for these people we're trying to teach them something or is the soul really i mean i have all these questions right is the soul really there playing it out or is it a part of the soul that's left behind while you know we can take pieces of our soul remnants of it and leave it behind somewhere while the soul of that actual woman when she was in that lifetime human has already moved on again yeah. or is she some people believe they're stuck and they're in this routine because they chose to or they can't or there's just so many questions and I know that I don't know if that has anything to do with being psychic but you yeah. little girl being psychic saw that yeah and I think that that's like I, I, I love that concept of you know what is what are we seeing because I think when you when you are psychic or you're you know in that umbrella <clears throat> in this case you're seeing something but you don't know why I, I like that kind of conversation of it, it maybe it is they're the earthbound spirits that are stuck in a loop maybe and when people see that it kind of freaks us out it kind of makes us scared and so i just i think that's why we it's great to talk about all those things because it's the why why mm. am i seeing that you know <laughs> right. and is it being revealed is it is the soul or the spirit showing themselves to you and mm. because i think sometimes that might be their choice like i'm going to show myself now to manjeet or i'm going to reveal this this part to manjeet to this little girl and see if she'll follow me <laughs> you know I don't know I I'm, I'm thinking is is that possible that that spirit that soul that you saw was indeed setting an intention and still having thoughts and energy and living and doing something or again are we seeing old energy yeah like a like a film on repeat that yes. doesn't interact with us correct yeah yeah, I love that. And I think it's, I mean, if I, if I really tap into my psychic ability, <laughs> ask that question, <laughs> it, it feels like a little boat. I'm sure mm -hmm. all of those just knocked my mic out of the ballpark there. <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm sure what I was saying was I, I do. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I think there are spirits that are stuck on repeat. I think there there are spirits that maybe are wanting to communicate and in, you know, kind of engage in the life force, you know. Mm -hmm. There are earthbound entities as well. And maybe it's that I love that concept you were talking about earlier about a fractioned soul kind of stuck. It, it sounds very Harry Potter horcrux-ish. Yes, that's exactly what I well, I was I wouldn't no, I wouldn't say that I would believe. I mean, I've learned this because I felt like spirit told me this or showed me. And you've heard about things like soul retrieval, right? So parts of your soul that I, parts of my energy that I've left with other people that I want back, you know, and it could be from generations and pastimes that I have left behind because of something toxic or because of someone's grief, uh, or maybe it was tied to a location or an item of where I was so attached 
to that place or item. So I just, I find it really intriguing. And I think maybe all answers will be revealed once we head back home to the spirit realm. What do you yeah. Think? Yeah. It's fascinating because all of these things we're talking about, right? I mean, these fractioned souls and like the repeat and like, what are we seeing? That's all part of like just accessing our psychic selves. And that was one of the things I was, it was kind of interesting about doing a little bit of the research on this one. It, it really is about tapping into extrasensory abilities. So it's not just like what we're seeing, but it's also like what we're hearing, right? It's also what we are feeling. What are we sensing? What are we tasting, smelling? Yes. <laughs> and I, I thought those, that was interesting. Yeah. All those clairs, right? Clairvoyant, clairaudience. Yeah. Those things that we have to stop and be mindful of. Because I, I, I do really believe that all of us have this ability. We do. And we were born with it. We, we were all born with the same equipment, <laughs> the same tools, maybe not, you know, differences between male and females, obviously, but it really is about the same intuitive stuff because we're all souls. We're all one. And then we come into this life to have this beautiful experience for life lessons and then we become conditioned. So sometimes depending on our parents, our geography, our physicality, the body that we chose to come in plays a role in whether or not we continue practicing and exercising our intuition or our psychic abilities. And so to tap into it, I mean, what do you think about that? Like, don't yeah. you we can tap into it if we practice? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that, I think you're totally right with that. Absolutely. Oh my God. 100%. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think, I do think that, um, <clears throat> The whole concept of, of just, I mean, even just having this conversation is so exciting for me to like, because I, I, number one, I feel like it's an opportunity to just really break apart that word, right? Like we said earlier, just kind of like tear down the preconception of what it means, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the bad maybe connotations and maybe just embracing it as an umbrella, you know, to hold all of these other really powerful ways to connect to the unseen, you know, that, that intuition beyond the boundaries of the physical world, right? That to me is how I want to define being psychic now. And mm -hmm. everybody, I agree. I think everybody has their strength. I have a client that can smell things like smell people's uh, perfume. Oh, and Claire smelliant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it, you know, it, and it, it was interesting because he was kind of like, I think something's wrong with me because he would get these smells and, you know, go to the doctor and like have tests. And, you know, it was like, I think something's wrong with my sinuses. And then, you know, slowly he started realizing those smells were telling him a story. Mm -hmm. You know, they were connecting him to somebody else in the room, maybe like, connecting me with my father who smells like, you know, high karate, it's old school <laughs> cologne. I know. From, what is that? Oh, it's a high school. It's a, a high karate was a, <laughs> it's like a cologne from, from uh, Canada and the UK where, where my dad grew up. And every time I smelt that I would, it would remind me of my, my father. So this really powerful smelling 
man <laughs> would pick up on these smells and, and it was kind of like a way for me to connect with my dad. Yeah. I so just it. a really, I think that's the, that may, might be the call to action. It's like, what is your thing? What is your I psychic? Think, I would say practice it and you can practice yeah. it with someone else. Like this is what we're going to do actually towards the end of the show. I, I wasn't completely prepared. So forgive me, but I, I have something in a little box. I was going to put it in a paper bag, but I would say this is something I've done this in other classes, but this is kind of fun and I'll be doing this on Wednesday night too. I'll have some items in a bag and I just want people to sit. I will send the energy out and it, I'll see it. I'll say it. Um, I, I'll do whatever it takes to kind of send that out and then see how many people are willing to get quiet, sit and allow or not being afraid, but and, and just really spout now everything that they're receiving and to use all the senses. What do you see in your mind's eye? If you have to close your eyes, do that. Close your eyes and what thought or vision is dropped? Um, what do you, do you smell anything? Do you hear anything? Or do you sense any colors or shapes? Things like that, right? I, I want them to really kind of practice that. And there's so many different ways to do this, but okay. So here we go, Manjeet. I have this beautiful little box and there's something inside this box. Okay. I'm going to send it out to you and I'm just going to see if you can pick up on what's inside. Everything that is being shown to you. Use all your senses. Okay. So I'm going to just, I'm feeling like I want to hold this uh, blue circle stone that you gave me many moons ago so i'm just going to use that as a catalyst to connect to you even stronger so i think one of the big things with this game uh with any kind of psychic games and practices just to go with your instinct right yep. the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> yes go with that so i am sensing something green and something in a, as a circle okay a circular green object. I mean, I keep seeing like a turtle, which is really bizarre, but I'm, I, I keep seeing this beautiful little green turtle. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to show, this is crazy shit. First of all, well, there's two things going on here. One, I took out of this box, what you're describing that normally resides in this, but I took it out and replaced it with something else what I know because um because I wanted it to be for this right I'm like oh what can I put in here so I took out what normally resides in it and put something else which was a feather just a little brown feather that's actually inside the box but wait till I show you what normally is in this box now it's not green but there is some dark dark emerald green it's mostly oh, brown but yeah. it is a shell and it's circular round and it kind of looks like a, like you would see like in a turtle. Do you oh see that? Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. Isn't that crazy? So you were picking up on the energy of the box. You want to see that? Yes. Take a picture of that. That is so crazy. That is so, because you know what? That is the, it was like a tortoise shell. Like I could feel like this, it felt like a, a little shell, green but it, it was, and, and I can see little specks of green. It looks green to me in the screen, but you know, we're. It's brown, but there is, uh, and dark brown, but there is some green in there. Like, oh, wow. But it's, 
still, well, and the meaning of it also is it was for my heart. I mean, the stone that was given to me and what it is, let me just ah. see. It's um, an ammonite fossil. So it, it almost looks like a snail shell. That's a fossil. And this is a reminder of the need for protection that is now past. This is what was given to me by the two beautiful female facilitators while I was in the women's prison. They gave it to me that morning to hold in my hand while I was talking to my father's murderer for four hours. So I, th but it resides in this box. So I had taken it out. Yeah. I put the feather in thinking, oh, I'm going to put a feather in here. And you, of course, you badass, describe what normally it resides. <laughs> oh, well, you know what's interesting is it, it really it felt so green to me. And I kept saying like a circle green. Um, but it is it is so connected to your heart, your it's heart. So connected. I think I might have even placed it in my bra that day. Oh, girl. Yeah. So that is fascinating to me because the box, it was like, it was a remnant. It was like the box was saying, mm, this isn't really your home. Is that, can that happen? Like what the hell was that? That's what I want to get into. And that's what I find so fascinating because I carry it in the box all the time everywhere. And in my readings, I keep it in the box. Like I, because the words and the handwriting are so important to me that I just keep it all together. So so to separate it, and that's what you knew what was inside. It's kind of fucking crazy, actually. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so cool. I love that. I love that. And you know, we're really, we're far away from each other. So that's another thing. It, right to to think oh. that geography is is mood yeah you know it's a mood point right it is i want to um acknowledge too that yes obviously you and me we do we do this kind of for a living too so we are always practicing our intuition so for those that are whether you're going to show up wednesday night or whether or not you want to try this with your girlfriends like hey let's have a psychic party and you know and you could start with numbers or maybe just colors you could even start with uh someone sitting in a chair facing a direction with their eyes closed and then having someone step behind them and see if they can sense who it is is it male? Start simple. Is it a male? Is it a female behind me? You know, and then pick up their energy. Um, is it older, younger? Things like that. Just feeling people's energy near you. But I want to say this. I love it. You, There's no wrong answer here. This is practicing. This is about getting used to the senses and then asking your higher self and your guides, like, how are they going to present it to you? And you can set that intention. I would like for you to show me in my mind's eye. I would like to smell it. I would like to hear it, feel it. So practice with all of those senses. Would you agree? Oh, yes. I love that. It's a great, uh, great idea. And I, I, it just reminds me of my childhood. I mean, that's what we did growing up in my family. We were, my dad, I tell you, he's, he was so hilarious. We would all sit together, my and my, my four siblings and my mother, and he would hide an object in the front room. We would do a meditation just to ground. And um, he, he would say, <laughs> okay, go find it. And we had no idea what the hell we were even looking for. That was the thing. We had no idea what we were looking for and we didn't know where it was. And so, well, actually, I think in the beginning, we knew what the object was. And then the second phase of that was the, we, the object was unknown. 
Yeah, that was the evolution. Yeah. So he would hide an object. He'd say, this is a, here's a little toy car. And, you know, he would hide it. And then we would, we would go and just with our feeling. Oh my gosh. Here, this is where it is. And then, and then the next, you know, couple months, it would be like, I'm hiding an object. You don't know what it is, but it's hidden. Go find it. So we would bring objects like from the house, like, and just say, is this it? Cause it has an energy. It had an energy. Mm. And, you know, we were wrong. Um, quite a bit, but but other times, you know, we were, we were bang on. It was funny. It was, you think also as a collective group that also brought more psychic energy as opposed to one person, you know, saying, okay, I'll go find it, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I think, you know, it's ancestral, like we have this DNA, right. That is, we're connected and, and we really are in a lot of ways. My, my family is very, very, we're very familiar. You're very psychic. (laughs) (laughs) We're very familiar with each other. You know what I mean? It's like, I've known them like forever. So having, you know, doing these fun little games, it's really fun. And that's kind of how I feel with you. I, I mean, we, I, my, I, we recognize each other on a soul level that of course there'd be an object that was close to your heart. I don't know what it is, but that's what it looked like to me. I couldn't describe yes. it any other way than that. But yeah, even when we're not connected, I, it is fun to try that with folks that you've just met maybe. Yes. I, sometimes I, yeah, you're right. That's really interesting. You say that that's two different types of energy. Because when you're connected with someone you know very well, that brings a certain type of knowing and certainty and comfort, but which is good, but it also could be bad. <laughs> when you bring in a stranger, it's like a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. So there's no bias, right? I love that, right? Yeah, yeah. So many fun ways, so, so many fun, fun things to try out there. I, I just think it's so interesting. And I know it won't be this show but maybe another show i'd like to really learn the difference between being psychic and then maybe having like a premonition you had said that word earlier Mm -hmm. and that really resonated with me and i think a little scary too because i think some people probably do get premonitions and what that is is like foresight right seeing something that may happen uh some of that plays into readings that we give Mm-hmm. whether it's tarot right or angel oracle i did an angel oracle card reading today and the cards help kind of depict like something that was in the future but yeah. i'm curious as to people who actually get hits or visions or hit with something that is about to happen that's scary shit as far as i'm concerned well and i think that is kind of what i associated uh, even you know before our was kind of researching all this, that was kind of my preconception of the word psychic. I thought yes. being psychic meant only that you couldn't see the future. And and so it was kind of like a mind shift for me, like, oh, shit, really? Oh, being psychic is really the umbrella. Um, and that precognition is is just one of the many things of, you know, the, of being psychic. Fall yeah, under that, the umbrella, yeah. It's so, it, it is a fascinating concept. Have you ever, I, I know I have a client of mine who is very psychic and it, it does really freak him out. I think he does really, you know, he, he is fearful of sometimes what he is seeing, you know. So it, would you say that he's being shown, is he being shown future things? Yeah. 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 So is that our guides that are showing us that? Or is that our, our energy tapping into, like, I'm always curious, why are some people 
being shown that and some other people being shown like you were talking about something remnants of the past mm -hmm. <clears throat> and who is showing us this like why somebody something source guides angel yeah. yeah i think i i do i uh, my 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 immediate school of thought and i don't know shit about this but my <laughs> My initial, when you asked that question, it was completely like, this is just source. This is like crown chakra opening to the universal consciousness and that energy connecting directly to that other person. Mm -hmm. So it's like universal consciousness, universal consciousness talking to each other. And I think yeah. that is like the highest maybe form of connection, right? It's when you are there. But if you're struggling with that, then we bring in our guides, we bring in our angels, we bring in our team, you know, to, to help, you know, I don't know. What do you think of that? Yeah, no, that resonates with me. I can see that because hence the guides, they're guiding us to that. But yeah, opening directly to source, yeah. to the creator, to the light, to the universe, whatever you want to call it, that I mean, to God, you, it really is opening. And then I guess whatever we're connecting to, uh, it, it's just so fascinating. It's almost kind of mind boggling, actually. The, the reason why I was saying I feel like it is kind of like seventh chakra tastic isms, you know, <laughs> when, you, when you see the future and stuff. And the only other time that I really feel that I really connect with the person's future is during an Akashic record reading, because you go up into these other dimensions and you really do see future opportunities or possibilities, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I've, and also when I'm reading vision boards, those are the two places I know in my life where I've, I've really felt like, whoa, that felt like a foreshadowing, like a, like a possible, mm -hmm. I see you doing X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah. And, and for me, I, I guess that's why I'm, I'm thinking it is crown chakra because I'm tapping into this Akasha, that realm where everything is existing. Does, mm -hmm. you know, I, it's kind of cool talking about it because I never really put that together, but it doesn't feel, it feels very matter of fact. Like it doesn't feel like there's no hesitation. Yeah, deep it, knowing. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, I really see you doing X, Y, and Z. Is that even interesting to you? So then I'll ask the question. They're like, oh, wow, yeah, or yeah. sometimes no. <laughs> and that's, so that's interesting because in my readings, uh, not all of my readings are mediumship. Some of them are because they want some guidance in their life. And I may or may not pull cards, but we'll, I'll just sit with their guides and say, show me what they need to know. And it's kind of along the same lines where all of a sudden I'd be like, oh gosh, you know, I feel like you're meant to be traveling. Like, are you thinking about going to Ireland? That keeps showing up. Well, yes, actually we're booking a trip to Ireland next summer. So that when, when that shit happens, right, I'm always like, okay. And I'm not necessarily predicting the future or I'm, but I am being shown different pathways. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great way to kind of, and maybe for folks that do get those hits, those psychic premonition gifts, maybe that's one way for us to embrace that and, and release some of the fear that maybe it's not the truth yet. Maybe it is just a possibility and like a, maybe perhaps a warning. You know, it, it doesn't mean it's set in stone necessarily, and that maybe it is just a possibility. So it kind of opens the door for you to be that catalyst in their life to say, hey, be mindful of this. You know, be careful when you're driving down the road, like don't drive so fast or, you know, whatever it is that you're seeing, you know, that's kind of freaking people out. What do you think of that? I love that. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
this is really fun. I know. It's always really fun to talk about this weird stuff. I love it because then it gets mind boggling. I, I love it. And I want everyone listening to know that you too have the ability to tap into your own tuition. That's why we're here talking about this. We are reaching out to other light workers, you know, light seekers, people who are wanting to learn more about what can you do. So practice and just start with little things. Yeah. And I would, yeah, I think the the big takeaways for me uh, for this is really is trust. Trust, you know, if you're interested in opening your psychic abilities, number one, don't judge yourself for how it's going to manifest. Maybe you don't have pre-co- precognition. Maybe you're right. just, you know, smelling my dad's cologne. I don't know. <laughs> you know, be right. open. Right? People all of a sudden will be like, I smell perfume. I smell cigarettes. Yes. Right. So I think number one is removing that judgment, you know, letting go of like what you think being psychic is all about. And then number two, as you remove those boundaries, just start trusting in yourself, trusting in what you're seeing and maybe what you're hearing or smelling. And then number three, of course, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Yay. (laughs) It's always so great to see you. Here we are week after week. If you are listening and you are a fan of ours, or if you are just learning to learning about us, Mayum and Manjeet, please, please go ahead and subscribe, rate, review, follow. We're trying to get more followers uh we have over 1000 what is it 1085 downloads which we know that's awesome uh awesome for us we're the newbies here but we really want to reach out and touch everyone with the light so um or let's say you don't understand anything we're talking about (laughs) still just chime in and come along for the ride. Yes, yes, yes. We love you all and are so grateful for all of the folks that have been listening to us and supporting and commenting. I think those have been really, really fun. Or even, you know, the little messages, the text messages that I've been getting or messages through the, the you know, folks that, that know us. So I just really am really loving this. And I'm so grateful for you, Mayum, for giving me this, you know, helping with this platform and doing this together with you. It's just a dream. Ditto, sister. I know we say this every time no really (laughs) this is it is fun i like this shit oh we have to mention really quick we have to bring up our ignite our chakras workshop that we are doing together Mm -hmm. coming together this is really for you listeners if you want to really dive deep into your chakras this is what you need to do come join us you know we're going to have a lot of fun so that's february 2nd tuesday we have a morning and an evening session but do let's do the workshop you're going to be enjoying the hell out of it it's going to be fun and interesting you're going to learn so much i was just going to say and we've been talking a lot about psychic abilities and kind of opening yourself up a lot of that really that power that self-confidence that we were talking about where you learn to trust yourself it really does come from within and so accessing your chakra really tapping into your energetic body can really help open up your psychic abilities right it can really help open up all of those things like we're talking about trusting yourself but if you have a block energetically it's very difficult to do that and and we know a little something about this because we get blocked sometimes quite a bit (laughs) 
So, so this is just a really awesome way, I think, opening and tapping into our chakra systems to really just magnify our psychic abilities, remove some of that judgment that we have around it and just trust ourselves. And so that's like step one and two. So I, I just had to add yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it blends. It's it's what we're working on. This is what we talk about. This is why we're doing this podcast as yeah. to people, light workers, friends who are trying to help you all help others understand, learn and grow. It's our so, passion. Yes, it's I love it. It's beautiful. So <laughs> and then stay tuned also for our Instagram, our new Instagram page, Lightworkers Unite, that it will be a one stop shop of being able to connect with both of us at the same time. I have people you have people and we're bringing all of our people together. So now there'll be one place where we can all unite yes as light workers and we love you all we appreciate you listening and please comment if you have any questions as well if any of this stuff like brings up any questions and then also if you have any ideas for future shows we have a, a whole plethora of different amazing kick-ass topics that are going to come up bigfoot being one of them <laughs> Stay tuned. I know we're going to have some special guests as well. So stay tuned and we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Namaste. Namaste.